Okay. Give us our intro music. We can give us a countdown. Give me a countdown to hit the intro music. Got to do it a little louder. Five, four, three, two, one. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. Folks, welcome to this week's Kathy Cash Show. Hey, it is election 2020. It is Tuesday. It's on and popping. Welcome, welcome, Vegas, Vegas, everybody out there, Vegas, throughout the land. You know, all eyes on Vegas, all eyes on us, right, Miss Kate? <laughs> this is another exciting show. I want to recap. You can turn that down now. <laughs> My Tennessee on. Tennessee. <laughs> you know what? I am so happy to be alive, okay? I am just, I wake up happy. I, I wake up with the happy feet. I'm, I'm telling you. Today, you see, I'm glittering, I'm blinging. Because today was like a big day. I think I lost the court. Yeah, it's, today was like a big, that's on her side. Today was like a really big day for me because you got to make your own excitement and pandemic. Work. So therefore, what I did was I said, I decided I was going to get dressed and I was going to make it a really special day because voting is a very special thing. So I, I got, you know, I got my Michael Jackson. I was, I was, I was tunneling, you know, what are they, what are they called? Channeling <laughs> Michael Jackson. So I put my glitter on, and I don't know if you can see my glitter, glitter shoes. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I went, I got to tell a story. I went to the voting a poll at Centennial Hills. Big shout out to Centennial Hills voting. If you guys, you got to look up your nearest voting poll, uh, depot, whatever they call it, and you got to go vote. But I, I Googled this morning because they moved it from the school up the street from me and they moved it over to the Home Depot. And I said, okay, let me go. I put on my glittery stuff. And I know y'all can see my little sticker. Says I voted. Uh, I, I put on my glittery stuff and I went over there and I was expecting like riots in the street. <laughs> what I seen last night, I was, I was expecting riots in the street, Miss K. And then everybody was so orderly and so nice. And let me tell you what they did. They offered me some water and, and they said, do you want a little snack pack? And they gave me a snack pack with chips and some Snickers and stuff. And then from the snack pack, I stood online and then I was inspired by Michael Jackson. So I started playing. Doom, 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 doom. And once I started playing that, everybody in line was like. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I had a Michael Jackson little block party going on in my mind. So then. Oh, I got to tell you the story. Just take two more uh, sidebar for two more, two more minutes. So I then get in the line. It's my turn, and everything's look different because we're underneath a tent. So I had to go to one little area and then do some stuff on the computer to verify. Then I got another. They pulled pull me to another area. Said, "Follow her." So the lady sees me, and she said, "I was dressed all up." She said, "I started skipping." I said, "Started skipping toward her." She said, "We got a skipper. We got a skipper." <laughs> so big shout out to the pole lady because she made the, she made it really fun. And I got over to the pole to, to my little area of my computer, and they were like, "Oh, got to print it out four times. We got to do this." And and you know, all I really wanted to vote for was really the president and and uh, what was the other one, the president and the, and whoever was the first three. The rest of them, I honestly can tell you, those judges and all of that. Whoever's the female. 
female, 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 female. I don't know whether they were Democrat or Republican. If they were female, they got my vote. Because I'm, I think, I'm so pissed off right now. I think that females can run this world better than men. <laughs> what I'm seeing right now, I think that females can run this world. Okay, you know what? Let's get to the show. Because I have a very special guest. I do not, her time is valuable. This is on election day. I want to introduce you guys to a wonderful person that I met um in the uber because you know you guys i drive uber here in las vegas Nevada. i'm not shame of it i get my coins cha-ching and i meet some very interesting people her name is Ms. mindy robinson i welcome to you to the show she's a political commentator she's a model she she's an actress this woman does everything uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you she's a busy bee <laughs> so please welcome to the kathy cash show and I'm so happy you took time on election day to be here with, with my listeners. Welcome, Mindy. Well, how, how are you doing? It's been a pretty good <laughs> That was fine. I love the flag. You, 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 you gussy that like I am. You got the flag. You matching the flag. You got the red lipstick. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, it's an important day in America. It. And I always have the flag up, honestly. I, I love it. American. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. America. America beautiful. Um, I got some real formal questions. I know I'm just on a tangent because I'm just so excited today. Um, voting. The name of this show is just straight voting. It's just voting. You know, the importance, a conversation about the importance of, you know, participating in a democratic process. And so many people that don't, are not participating. I'm just so surprised the people that say this is their first time voting. Like Snoop Dogg, he said, this is his first time voting. Like you old as hell. <laughs> so, uh, my question, Mindy. <laughs> Why is voting so important? Why do you feel voting so important? I mean, voting. We've been since I was a kid. We've been talking about how important how important voting is. It's how you get to voice your opinion. How people get to decide things. And when you don't do that, you rely on other people to make decisions for you, and that's not democracy. Uh, you need to not just vote, but be an educated voter know what you're voting for, believe in what you're voting for. And if you honestly don't know, like leave it blank. Like some of these ballot questions, we spent about five hours going through the ballot questions and the judges and seeing, you know, their past and how they vote and stuff like that to make a decision. And that's a lot of work. You know, I made a list and I put it out there, but for the most part, you know, it's about being an informed voter because they're, a lot of these things are worded very funny and they're worded confusing on purpose. They want you to vote a certain way. It's very manipulative. And it's kind of our job, I think, as Americans to not only vote, but, but be informed about it and, and to be motivated about it. Yeah, don't be like me. Don't be like me. Just don't vote for females, down the females line. all down the line. Don't be like me. <laughs> Please do your research. Do your research. Find out who these people are. Just don't press vote, 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 vote down the line. Don't do that because That's they're female. I, I don't vote down the line for my own party. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that are bad. And, and I researched everyone and uh, it's a lot of work, but that's, the, you know, everyone knows who they're voting for president, but they don't know who their state representatives are. They don't know who their state assembly are. They, the judges are all nonpartisan. You have to look them up. You know, you have to really do your due diligence as a citizen, because, you know, uh, if you don't like what's going on, I'm going to tell you, you can vote for president, but the president doesn't do everything. You still yeah, he's have not here, he's you not have here on a local, local judge enough. that really, yeah, he's not the local judge. I agree with you. I'm, I'm sorry. I just was deficient today and didn't do my homework 
But those judges are very important. They're on the bench here locally, really having more effect on people's lives than the person that's in the White House. They're immediately right. I'm like, you know, I hope not, but God forbid, I might go in front of these one of these judges, and I might want to say to them, "Hey, I voted for you. <laughs> I voted for you. See, I should have voted for you." <laughs> no, I'm just saying, God forbid. Um, you know, you you're absolutely right, Mindy. You really need to know who's running your lo local on the local level and their voting history, you know, and what their real platforms are. Oh, I feel bad that I didn't take time to do that. I just went with the female thing. <laughs> I I think I used to be like that. I would just pick like whoever had the cutest name when I was like 20. But, you know, I, I've been doing politics for a while. Yeah, but look, I'm 51 now. I'm not, I'm not 20. When you're 20, you're just glad to vote. You're like, that's a big deal. I've never been 51, I know better. <laughs> But no, it's important in, in the small seats. That's really what makes a difference in your state. Um, I mean, Trump's he's federal. You know, all the things that have happened. If you don't like that your business was closed, if you don't like having a warm mat, if you don't like certain things that are going on in Nevada, that's a state issue. It has nothing to even do with Congress or, or the senators or the president. It has to do with your local uh, politicians. And no one, most people can't name them. I mean, I have to look up most of them and, and I do this for a living. So I, I, I'm hoping people... This, this woke up a lot of people. If you don't like what's going on in your state, you're going to have to pay a better attention to your state. And, and as a fiscal conservative, there were dozens of seats. No conservative ran. I couldn't even vote for something I believed in because no one cared. Not my own state GOP. I mean, I'm running as an independent next time for a reason. Uh, no one cared. And you know what? OK, the ball was dropped. We've got two years to fix this state. I don't like how things are right now. I, I if you had told me as a kid that I'd be fighting for my basic constitutional rights, that I couldn't go to church, that I couldn't just go outside and do the things that I wanted, I wouldn't have believed you. And yet here we are. And it's a state's right issue. And, and we've been screaming from the rooftops for my freedom back since this happened. And, you know, what are, are we going to do? You're in Arizona or Nevada? I'm in Nevada. I'm a resident of Las Vegas, Southern Nevada. I, I have a ranch in Arizona sometimes. Oh, okay. I'm going to make sure you talk about this. So you said something about conservative. I have a question about that. I have a question. When Republicans say they believe in conservative values, uh, what do they mean? That could be anything. I've learned. Okay. Because uh, I'm, I'm here because I, I'm a conservative. I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? That seems very broad. That seems very broad. <laughs> you are on to something. Uh, I'm a fiscal conservative. I don't like the government spending money. I think it spends too much money. I, I was going to go into Congress, give myself a pay cut. I was going to do a bunch of just slashing because we're so wasteful. So, and, and there's no balancing of the budget. That's a fiscal conservative. Then when you start going to the traditional conservatives, it can get overboard too. Like I, I had some crazy talks with people from my own party. You know, they were like, well, if you got a divorce, you're going to hell. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to say no. You know, you, when you start trying to legislate morality, it gets very fishy. So while I'm a fiscal conservative when it comes to money and what my government does, you know, uh, welfare is a safety net. You don't get to live on it for 80 years. You know, it's supposed to be there for emergencies and stuff. And, and no one should be living in that kind of permanent poverty. Like, that's my viewpoint. But when it comes to the other stuff, I'm pretty socially liberal. And that's where I knock heads with the Republican Party and a lot of people. I don't talk conservative. I definitely don't look conservative. And I'm not sorry about that. You know, I'm a patriot above all else. And, and I believe in personal freedom. And personal freedom means everyone gets their personal freedom, and they're allowed to do whatever they want until it infringes on my rights, the rights of others or minors. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. So I guess I'm socially liberal, as it meant 10 years ago. It got a little crazy recently. But, you know, I'm, I'm a moderate, really. 
But you know, if you, you go on the news, because yeah, you got you got conservatives, you got right moderates, up. you got like, liberals. Really some people, yeah, some people don't know where they fall in on all that. And then you're a fiscal conservative, so it's like so many different boxes and categories. And then you got the was it the alt right, and you got the oh, they don't like me. You got all oh, you like oh that ain't me. They don't <laughs> like me. Sad. The president retweeted me, and he got bashed for retweeting the alt right. I'm like they don't like me. I respect their right to say what they want, just like I respect Antifa's right. I don't like what they say, but it's their freedom of speech and their right to say it until it starts borderline like a, a credible threat or something like that or slander. Then they can't say it. But everything else, I believe in freedom. And that goes both ways. And when you try to put people in a box and you say, oh, you have to vote down the line, you have to support your party no matter what. No, I'm not. I'm, and that's why I, I am switching from Republican to independent. I, I'm working with people on an independent third party that's fiscally you know, uh, conservative and socially liberal, and it's called the Patriot Party, and it's starting up in Arizona, it's starting up in Nevada, and, and there's word of it in Maine, and it's really a, the people. You know, uh, it's an anti-government party. I believe in small government. You know, I want more rights, not less. I want less taxes. I, I want all that kind of stuff. And, and I want less of the, the judginess that, that you can find in the Republican Party a lot. They expect you to look and act like Barbara Bush, and that ain't me. And that's not <laughs> You know, uh, I know that's right. Missy yeah. said, I, that ain't me. I ain't Barbara. Definitely ain't me. Not even when I'm old, I probably look like Blanche from Golden Girls. Like, I'm probably not. <laughs> you know, but. and I'm a bunch of fun. I, I really am enjoying this interview. I didn't expect Missy to be such a live wire. We got a lot in common. And we have a lot in common politically because I'm not, I'm, you know, some touchy things with the liberals. I'm a Democrat lifelong, but I, I'm, you know, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I don't, the gay marriage thing, that 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 kind of took me on a stretch. It's a lot of things that took me on a stretch that I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know here. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if this is, yeah, I don't know if this, this kind of like, you know, I was raised a certain way, so this is kind of like, you, you're taking me, you're taking me a little away from what I know. I'm uncomfortable now. So I, I would say in, in my party, I'm, 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 I'm not that liberal. <laughs> I have a lot of conservative ways and old fashioned ways about me. My mother was Catholic. My father was Catholic. So some things is just way off the Richter scale. So I feel like maybe, maybe I feel similar to you, you know, seem like you can't fit. You can't always fit. Most people are moderates. Most people are moderates. They're they're and the way the media is done is you don't get clicks on normal, unbiased, you know, moderate news. You get clicks when it's radical, when you're trying to fight each other, when you're mad, when you, when someone posts something ridiculous. And and I feel like that's kind of spiraled out of control and why we have so much divisiveness in America. We let the media lie to us. I mean, Fox lies to us, NBC lies to us, CNN lies to us. When are we gonna and the only way we can fix that is social media. And all day, my friends have been getting kicked off social media because their views don't align with the owners of the platform. Their opinions, I mean, there's awful things on social media. There's, there's pedophilia, there's porn, but my opinion is what they're, they're attacking because that's what wakes people up. When CNN posts something fake and I call it out, that's dangerous because I'm- Well, I have a problem with social media uh, lately because it seems like they want to block everything that has something to do with voting and your opinion, your political opinion, your party opinion. But yet again, you see, I see booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. I see booty. <laughs> I see so much booty. Well, I can see booty and all of this and I can't, I can't even make a post about uh, what 
police are. It's kind of weird. The and there's yeah, the problem. problem. And here's the thing. Yeah, like, I have to talk to Mr. Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg, uh, I got to talk to you. <laughs> I know I'm on a list. But you know that's you're on, the, the, you're on the hit list? Yeah, oh, for sure. I've been banned about you higher than me. I stay on the list to watch. Nobody oh, move, nobody get hurt. I'm on restriction <laughs> as we speak. I'm on restriction as we speak for posting a video of Biden that was true. This is the world we live in, and, and it's very dangerous. So here's the thing. I'm going to vote the way I'm going to vote. You're going to vote the way you're going to vote most of the time. It's the people in the middle we're trying to educate. And when those people get bad information or only one narrative, ooh, you're controlling a whole country now, aren't you? And, and yeah. that's what we're seeing right now. That's what we're seeing on TV. I, I expect an awful mess from here on out, honestly, from election night. Well, speaking of control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even own one. <laughs> I can't do those. I'm just saying, something is not right with this situation. You no. know, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the coronavirus and how we can get out of this mess? <laughs> you know, there were some funny things that happened. I, I was right there along with people. When we were looking at China, people were dropping dead in the streets. Buildings are falling down. They're spraying streets with bleach. And what did the world do? All their competitors shut down their economies willingly and started locking each other up. And, and my issue with the Democrat Party, sorry, uh, is they like control. Where I want more, do whatever I want. Like if you keep going right, you get like sovereign citizen nuts that don't even follow any laws. And you keep going left, you get kind of fascist. You get people that are trying to legislate what they think is good behavior in people. And immediately what happened? Oh, you can't go to church. What do you mean? It's in the constitution. It says right here, I can go to church whenever I want. No, you can't. And I was shocked. I was like, what do you mean I can't? And then people were forced to close. Mom and pops were forced to close, but the big chain stores that all the politicians are invested in, those got to stay open and, and monopolize. I mean, there's no food on the shelves. Well, why not the mom and pop stores? Why are you closing a vitamin store, but a weed store gets to stay open? Oh, because they donate to the governor. We, we saw a stripping of our powers in a manner I had never seen. Uh, it's unprecedented. And I don't think it was there. The numbers weren't there. You incentivized people to lie about COVID deaths. Like there are people, there were doctors that had a fight with decapitations. Like that's not a COVID death. The guy died in a motorcycle accident. Oh, but you get more money if you stop. You've incentivized- I heard, the I heard that was going on. <laughs> Most people live from this. It's, I mean, the flu is pretty deadly anyway. This isn't any more or less deadly. It's a nasty cold. And, and when the numbers started coming back and it's just, there's something really wrong. It doesn't excuse what happened. We've had worse viruses come through. We never stopped the country and, and took everyone's rights away because of it. And I don't see them giving our rights back. What happened to two weeks to flatten the curve? This, this has been eight months now. And I don't see well, it. Wait, wait, well, you got France is going into lockdown for one month. They have limited, they've limited everything and rolled everything back. And then you have uh, the UK that's going into lockdown for one month. It usually says the first 30 days, but then if the numbers don't, the numbers don't decline, then they start to extend lockdown. So you have other countries that did pretty good and now it's back on the rise. So I'm just wondering, which, which, you know. I'm you mean wondering. it's food season again? Oh, that's weird, because it is. And that's <laughs> every year. This is not new. It's like this is the year people discovered you could uh, get sick and die randomly, you know, through a season. That's always happened. It's, it's an unfortunate thing, but I'd rather die than live in my basement while my country crumbles around me. Honestly, I'll lick a rock. I don't care. I, I, there are so much more dangerous things. I could, I could, I don't smoke, but I could smoke cigarettes all day. I could drink myself to death. That's okay. But you know, I, I, 
it, it doesn't make sense. It, it, something is really wrong with what's happening to this country right now. And I don't know why more people aren't mad or I think they're just afraid to. And and then they're suppressed on top of that. Like I said, we're, you know. But do you think, do you think the media yeah. had something to do with making people afraid? I mean, do you think the media had something to do with making people afraid? Because all you hear is bad news. trying times. We're all in this together. Like, go to hell. Open up the country, please. Like, <laughs> stay home all your life. Go ahead. You're going to do that anyway. I'm going to go out, though. And the fact that they're stopping people from that right to live their lives is my problem. You know, if you want to live in your basement, live in your basement. If you want to shoot heroin, do it. But it's a freedom thing. And what universe do we get to take that from people so you could what? Like, what benefit are we getting from any of this? Who's benefiting? The big thing? What story? about the children going to school? What are your thoughts about the children going to school and a COVID environment? I mean, the, the death rate from a child is less than that in almost anything else. Why are we, what are we doing here? We're dumbing down our kids even worse. You shouldn't force them to sit in front of a screen for eight hours a day. What are you really preparing them? You know, I, I know someone who they're That's making not working. mask while they zoom into class by themselves. They're trying to do pee and jog with the mask on in a room alone. That's that's really more like. like I think the teachers are coming out and saying, this is not working. This is not working. <laughs> we got to come up with something better because I don't know. I think, God forbid, if this lasts for two years. Now, excuse my language. These are going to be some dumbass kids. <laughs> it's the flu. I mean, it's a COVID flu. We've had these the whole time. It's actually less deadly than some of the other worst ones we've had. I mean, you would have thought they released airborne AIDS slash Ebola. The way we're, we're reacting to this, it's just an overreaction and, and no good is coming from it. I'd like to see it end uh, yesterday. <laughs> okay. You heard it. Mindy Robinson said she'd like to see it end yesterday. I think she thinks we're all getting conned. We are all getting, <laughs> this is one big, we've all been snowed. <laughs> yeah, we're in a cloth Mindy. mask against the virus. It's like we're in a sock for a condom. What do you think it's really doing? Nothing. <laughs> exactly airproof, you know? You know, people, I know I keep bouncing around because this is an interesting <laughs> interview because you're, you're, you're lively like I am. Um, and I'm, I'm noticing it's key words with the media and just this whole thing is why are people saying, people are saying this is the most important election of all time. I really don't, personally, I really don't agree with that. <laughs> but people will keep saying this is the most important election of all time. Isn't every election the most important election? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, in the 60s, they really thought, they probably thought this is the most important election of all time. I'm like, I don't know why people are saying that, but. I mean, it's important, the, but it's, it's always as important as any other election. Yeah, it's just a moot point, really. <laughs> yeah, that's the new thing. This is the, the most important election. Has it not been important? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where they're going with that. I don't know where they're going with that. Mindy, you know, I, I just know it's important to vote. You see me, I just, I just want to be part of the process because I just know it was a time in history that people of color were not allowed to vote and women weren't allowed to vote. So I just feel like it's very important for me to vote, even though I didn't do my research on who I voted for. <laughs> I didn't vote, I, I, can, I can say that much. I got my vote. 
Tell us a little bit more about something in regards to being a conservative that people don't know about, the average person don't know about um, the, the, the conservative train of thought. I, I, I don't mean to keep dwelling on this, but it's important. A lot of us don't know. We've been career Democrats, and I, I think we have a lot in common, more in common than differences. Tell us Look, something that we, that we don't know about conservatives. Well, I often, like I said, I've kind of swayed away from the GOP and the Republican Party. I have my issues with them. Uh, you know, much like I think the Democrats can be kind of insane, I think my my former party can be kind of greedy, can be all about the money, can be kind of selfish, you know? And I've always, and I went to college for this stuff, believe it or not, there's supposed to be a balance between conservative and liberals. They both serve a purpose in this country. As it meant 10 years ago, like that word, even if you said liberal would not mean what it meant 10 years ago. A classic liberal would be considered right of center these days. And that was, you know, something like that. So a conservative is supposed to be pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, you know, teach a man to fish, don't give him one. Uh, American traditional values, you know, love the flag, love your country, serve your country, support your troops, that kind of mentality. A liberal is supposed to be more, we all kind of start off in life as liberals, and I think we grow older into conservatives, and that happens at different points in our life. Once you start paying taxes or you run a business, you're like, ah, where are my taxes going to? Why am mm -hmm. I supporting that guy living on his couch? You start thinking differently. But a, a real, true classic liberal is supposed to be like, oh, you know what? We, we have to help people give them a hands up. Maybe they didn't have a fair shot in life. Let's try to even it out. And, and it's supposed to be a balance between those two when you find a solution in the middle. That isn't happening right now. Uh, well, getting back to the green, like, you gotta start, the green in my own party, now, you know, I don't care about dropping names, but the, but the Clintons weren't billionaires. Like, the Clintons are billionaires. Like, and Nancy Pelosi, she's, uh, she's good for 100 million. Where are all these people getting all of this money? <laughs> it's dirty. I mean, it, it can't be more obvious when we're supposed to be making less, I don't even know what it is. See, it's 200,000 a year and you're coming out a million dollars a year. It's because you're giving kickbacks to government projects. You're kicking them back to people for some percentage back. And there's different ways to money launder. A big way in Obama, Biden, and probably the Bushes did this too, is, is book deals. You think anyone wants to read a Joe Biden book? No, but they'll give them a million dollars for something. And then it's kind of a way to launder it and, and have a gooder service on paper but really it's a kickback and it's disgusting. And I think it needs to end. There's, there's a lot of things I would like to change that I, like I said, I'm going to go against my own party for term limits. This isn't supposed to be a lifetime job. You know, if I do well, if I had actually won, uh, you know, if my party hadn't betrayed me and I'd gotten to Congress, I was still pushing term limits because it's not supposed to be a permanent job. You're supposed to either graduate or wash out because that's what every other person does in their occupation. If I did really well and I timed out, maybe become a Senator, maybe move on to governor and then retire something like that. It's not supposed to be a lifetime position. It, it, it's not. This is something you could do when you're retired or maybe you're ex-military, you're stay-at-home mom, you've got some time. You could. It's only a part-time job, these smaller positions. It's the other ones that are full-time. But it's not supposed to, the longer you're in that position of power, the more favors you're going to owe because they someone donated to your campaign or more companies are going to own you because you got dirty pack money. And you're, you're just going to be corrupt by nature the longer you stay in politics. So one of the things I think we could definitely change and fix all this is term limits and no more PAC money, unless you're running for president. And I've ran for a federal office at a state level. You don't need PAC money. You really can crowdfund and just do this thing by the people with individual caps. No one should be owning or buying politicians. We really need to change how our entire political system is done. And the two-party system isn't working. It, it really well, is isn't. The PAC, let, me, let me get this clear. Is the PAC money coming from 
like the, the lobbyists or the corporations? Where's the PAC money coming from? Okay, for, it could be NRA, it could be anything. I'm going to turn down all the PAC money that will ever be on my table. For instance, Planned Parenthood, let's just take that, forget the idea of it. Planned Parenthood gets tax money to supposedly keep its doors open. We know that's not true. Then they take that money and they, they give it to, to politicians, to their campaigns, so that they vote to give them more money. And it's this circular money washing. And it happens with every lobby, whether it's big farmer or whatnot. That needs to change. And until we change that, our politicians are going to be bought and paid for. And if you love or hate them, you got to give Trump credit because they didn't want him either. The GOP didn't want him to win. He was anti-establishment. He didn't need their money. He didn't need anything. He's like, eh, I want to do this because it's the right thing to do. And he did it. And it screwed everyone up. It screwed up both party system, which is why it's as crazy as it is. But, you know, people like that. But I think that's good. I think a change and a shakeup is good, you know, for the country. Our economy was doing amazing. And it's kind of bouncing back now, too. It is absolutely amazing what happens when there's competitiveness and fairness, and it isn't just dusting off another politician and, and staying 50 years in Congress and doing nothing. Like, that's my thing with Biden. Like, what did he do in 47 years? What did he do? I could have done so much in one year. We need <laughs> a different kind of personality, I think, to, to really shift this country up. And and maybe this crazy election is going to be the thing that wakes up the average person and you know, gets more non-politicians involved in politics. Oh, did it cut out? Shoot. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I can't hear or see you. Hello, Mindy. Can you elaborate? <laughs> what did Biden do? Like, 
I just had an issue with like, what did, what has he done with 47 years? I feel like I could do, if I'd won my two year seat in Congress, I would have been all over, you know, I was with every, all the people at the rally, I'm right there with them. These, these politicians are too comfortable. It's a job to them. It's not a passion. It, it's power. It's money. It, it really, to me, it's a civic duty. You know, I couldn't be. Well, you know, no, you're young and energetic. <laughs> but I could, I could serve my country this way. You know, it's not a lot of money. It shouldn't be. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do and, and you want to see your community benefit. That's really what it should be about. It shouldn't be about, oh, I want to be president. Oh, I want to have a mansion in Martha's Vineyard. Those are the wrong reasons to get into politics. It's why people do it, but it's not the right reason. Yeah. It's almost, I compare it to like Hollywood. You know, people get drunk, drunk with their own fame. <laughs> they start drinking their own Kool-Aid. And next thing you know, a monster is created. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I've seen it, sister. I've been right there. <laughs> I watched the blossom into something kind of ugly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, there are a lot of good at most people are pretty decent that I've worked with, but when someone is a name, when they have that value, when they could get a billion dollars for a movie, they can act however they want, and people are gonna kiss their ass about it. And, and that's also feeding a monster. It's kind of the same with politics. Once you've got that power and that position, everyone's got to kiss your butt about it or else, you know? And uh, like I said, I think it's changeable. I think it's fixable. I'm an optimist. But uh, it, the, the change is going to come from the people. You won't see it come from either establishment, whether it's Democrat or Republican. It's going to be by the people. Okay. It's about the people. I know I don't want to hold you up. This is election night. I got one more question because this interview has been fantastic and explosive, y'all. It's been explosive <laughs> with Mindy Robinson from the former, she's formerly Republican Party. Now she's going to be with, what's the name of the new party? Going to? party. Independent Constitutionalist. We go by the Constitution and we already know what that says. So you know what I'm about. <laughs> I have to check it out. The Independent Constitutionalist Party. Party, remember party that. Because Robinson's got, she's about to lead it. <laughs> I got a final question. <laughs> and um, because I skipped all, I skip all over the place sometimes depending on where the conversation is going. So this is my third question, but it's going to be my last. How do you think both parties, the Republicans and Democrats, Democrats can start working together in the future? I mean, because there's such a divide now. How are we going to get anything done at the rate we're going right now? What do you think that they can do to try to bridge the gap here moving forward? Because it's not, I don't really believe it's about this election. I mean, it, yes and no. It's still, if we still have divisiveness moving forward. How, how are we going to work together? We have to start doing our own research. Honestly, I feel like 50% of the things that are wrong that I see are people reading a headline and never clicking the article to see if, if it's even backed up. And usually it's not, and it goes both ways. They both do that, both sides. You know, people send me something, yeah, it could help my side out, but then I'll read it and it's, you know, I'm like this, no, this is inflammatory. This is the wrong language. This, there's no reference here. We need to start questioning what we see, whether we see it on TV, especially what we see on TV. Everything you, you see, you need to question. And even in the Facebook's big about doing this, and I caught them about a dozen times this week alone. They'll fact check something. And when you click on it, they've actually proved it right. And you're like, what? For instance, there was a Colin Kaepernick, someone posted like, oh, he cost Nike a bunch of money when they used him. And that's true. But they marked it as fake news. And I'm like, that's interesting because I remember that happening. So when I clicked on it, it said, oh yeah, it happened, but it's old news. Oh, that is not how it works. And, and that's just one example. I could go on and on and on about it. 
we need to question what people tell us is true. Oh, even the fact check, you got a fact, so you got a fact check, check. the fact.